We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to Light Years. Sitting in for Andy Lou today is Kyle Madsen. Kyle, what's up, my man? Hey, nah, not a lot. Just chilling, hanging out, watching uh, watching the A's get their uh, shit pushed in by the Yankees and uh, having a good night. Yeah, the, the A's are really... Uh, it's just a lot of fun to be an A's fan right now. Yeah, anyway. Um, it's a blast. Yeah. So I wanted, I wanted to bring you on because you follow all the teams in the Bay Area, same way I do. And I thought it'd be a fun topic to discuss which Bay Area team's going to win a title next. So obviously we've got the Warriors, we've got the 49ers, we've got San Francisco Giants, the Oakland A's. No disrespect to the San Jose Sharks, but we are not counting them on this show. But hey, if you want to call in and make an impassioned plea for why the Sharks will be the next barrier team to win a title, I will allow it. I'm just not going to focus on them today. Same with the earthquakes. Same with um, college sports. We're not counting. Actually, you know what? Pro all team your, to win a title. Yeah, all your all your cutesy Cal rugby, uh, Stanford women's hoops comments out out the window because we're talking only pro sports right now. Yeah. Um, so so let's get into this right now. So I, I feel like I feel like the best way to do this is we'll go team by team, and we can make a, a for and against case. So it's a Warriors show, so we got to start with the Warriors, right? Yeah. So my case for the Warriors is this: they've done it before. We know <laughs> that a core of Steph, Clay, and Draymond can win a title. Steph is still Steph Curry. We're getting Clay Thompson back this season. The other pieces around them are a question mark, but if you're a believer that the Warriors are a contender, it, it starts with the idea that Clay comes back, he looks like Clay Thompson that we all know, and that puts pressure on the Warriors to make a move around the trade deadline. And honestly, I don't think this team needs a lot if Clay comes back. They need some veteran players. They need they need guys who are not teenagers. They need guys who are above the drinking age, basically, is where I'm yeah. at with this. Like, no no disrespect to James Wiseman, Jonathan Kuminga, Moses Moody. Probably not in the top five, seven of your playoff rotation if you're serious about getting deep into the playoffs. So that's my case for the Warriors right there. 
Yeah, the, I have I the the biggest question and I guess I mean this is the case for. So yeah, any anything that involves the Warriors winning a title in the near future uh because all the teams that we're going to talk about tonight are are you know relatively close. At least right. you can make the case. And the the biggest thing is is Clay Thompson. That's that's kind of the 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 fulcrum of all of all this to me. So if he's going to come back and be maybe not even this year, but by the start of next season, if he's 90% of the Clay Thompson that got hurt during the 2019 finals, if he's 90% of that player, 85%, I think, I think then you can, you can have a, a Curry Draymond Thompson trio, uh, winning the title with those three guys as as your best players um, yeah I feel like I feel like your next year is kind of the operative point there is a chance that Clay comes back and he looks I mean he's not gonna look like Kevin Durant but you, you know how like KD looked like he didn't miss a beat off Achilles like there is a there is a chance that's the case for Clay I would say it's more likely it takes him the whole year to shake off the rust and the following year would be the year that if he has no setbacks that we get like the 2019 Clay Thompson we're hoping for. Right. Um, so, I mean, there is a world in which he comes back. He looks better than you expect, particularly because his game isn't overly dependent on athleticism. And then the Warriors are good at the trade deadline. They make, it doesn't even need to be a superstar move. It just literally needs to be like, I mean, Milwaukee added PJ Tucker. They don't win the title without P.J. Tucker. As right. mediocre as he was for large stretches of the playoffs, they just don't get past Brooklyn without P.J. Tucker. He Correct. made a lot of impact. You can even go back to like Toronto in 2019. They don't win the title without Marcus Gasol. Marcus Gasol was not one of like the three or four best players on that team, but he came in. He played a vital role in helping them get past Philly, who nearly knocked them off. Those are the type of moves I'm talking about. If you If you have Clay Thompson back, Maybe you trade a young player for just an established veteran who just pumps up your rotation. And then when you get in the playoffs, you know, it's not just kind of Steph, Clay, Draymond. You know, you, you can count on Looney. You got Wiggins. And then after that, it's like, all right, it's all kids, you know, like just something like that. But I think to your point, the more operative thing is if everything breaks right for the Warriors, they have a better shot in 2022, 23, right? Yeah. Um, and I, a year. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I have a I have a question about that though. Let's okay. let's let's do 2022-2023. Can they can they win a championship if Steph Curry, Klay Thompson and Draymond Green are their three best players? I think it's possible, but I think every year they get older, Man. they need more out of the supporting cast. Right. That's really what it comes down to. Like Every year they get older, they have to be a little more like those San Antonio Spurs uh, in the early part of the decade where you're like, yeah, we, we know like Tony and Tim and Manu are the three guys here. But God damn, they have like nine, not a nine man rotation where like any of those nine players can be the man that one night. Like Marco Bellinelli can score 25 tonight. Kawhi, who is like 22 at that point, can score 25 tonight. That sort of thing. Right. And that's that's. That's why I have a question about the Warriors. Um, and that's, or at least that's my that's my biggest question about the Warriors. Um and I know that we'll talk about the case against it, but um is there is there any path to where 
um, they they win a championship with Jonathan Kaminga and Moses Moody on the roster? Or will those guys have to be moved to get a veteran caliber talent that's going to help out? I uh, do the, think I do think there's a path to where they win a title with these young guys on the roster, but that path almost assuredly doesn't happen in 2021, 22, right? right? So we're talking about maybe Steph's prime is a little longer than people think. Maybe it gets to 35, 36. Maybe it's 2023, 24, and those young guys are really coming into their own, and Steph, Clay, and Draymond are still effective. In some ways, kind of like what's going on with the Giants, where everyone thought, like, you know, kind of Posey and Crawford, like, they were done, and then they have, like, a resurgent year, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And so I feel like that's a good transition point, because I feel like the smarter bet, like, for the Warriors is probably in two years, and... If that's the case, you're betting against the Giants or Niners winning a title in the next two years, which like ultimately the point of this exercise is who wins next, right? Right. So so let's uh let's take it to the next team. I I feel like we should probably go Niners next, um, and then get to the baseball teams. So sure. so why don't you make the case for the Niners? The the case for the Niners starts with their health. If Nick Bosa and D Ford are going to be healthy. Uh, their defensive line is going to be is going to be really good. And that's a defense that's built front to back. We saw the kind of impact a really good pass rush and a really good defensive line can have uh, in their Super Bowl run in 2019. I don't know if their defense can because their 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 window is this year. Like they can win it this year, right? So if they're going to do that, it starts with that defensive line. Um, it's Fred Warner in the middle. Their their front seven is is honestly has a chance to be one of the best in in the NFL and. Even if their defense takes a step back in 2019, they can still be a top 10 or 11 unit. Uh, that, and and that's, that, uh, that's plenty. I was going to say that that 2019 front seven was as good as I've seen. Like they, I mean, I've never seen a team make Aaron Rodgers look that futile in general. So like the bar is pretty high in terms yeah. of like, they don't even need to be that good to be dominant. Yeah. And that's, I mean, and, and to, to your point, I never thought I'd see a front seven as good as the as the 2012 squad, and it's a little different, you know. It's a different right. different scheme and whatnot. But uh, that 2019 team was was right there. It, it was was right up there. So uh, even if they take a step back, like you said, they'll still be really good. The big the big thing on offense is like Kyle Shanahan's going to have them scoring points, regardless of who's under center. But is that is it Jimmy Garoppolo? And him kind of doing what he did in 2019, but they just finished the job this time. Is it Jimmy Garoppolo taking a step up from where he was in 2019, which I have questions about whether there's another level for him to reach. Um, and then if it's, if it is Trey Lance, if Trey Lance does at some point take over as the starter, can he become the first rookie ever to right. a, win a, get to a Super Bowl and B, win a Super Bowl? I, I have that's that's the biggest the the biggest concern for the 49ers is their is their quarterback play. But if they do get a little bit better version of Jimmy Garoppolo than they got in 2019, then they'll have a shot. Like the NFC is pretty open. I know Tampa Bay's there. Green Bay is 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 going to be good again. The Rams I think are going to be really good. The Seahawks are always in the mix, but there's no team where if if you have to bet 10 grand that you're like, yes, I'm for sure betting on that team to win the NFC. So 
I think it's going to be pretty open. And if they can get good quarterback play from either Jimmy Garoppolo or Trey Lance with, with their defense playing, like I said, at a top 10 or 11 level, they're going to be there in the mix and, and could definitely win it all. Yeah, I'm with you. Like if you took quarterbacks out of the equation, I would say the Niners have as good, maybe the best roster in the NFL. Um, but you can't take oh quarterback out of the equation. Right. Yeah, like they're, <laughs> it's they're, the most important position on the they're, field. Yeah. They're on, they're on the show. But like, so they're like stacked across the board at every position, just a fundamentally sound team with like playmakers on offense and defense at every position. And, you know, it, I don't even think they have bad quarterbacks. It's just like, do I feel as safe with Jimmy or a rookie as I do with like Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers? Like, obviously not. Right. right. Like, right. that's exactly. what it really comes. That's like what it comes down to there. So, I could absolutely see the Niners winning it all, but again, it feels like uh, it feels like the quarterback situation is more about like extending the window. Like Trey Lance can be phenomenal, and they may run into like a Kansas City situation where he's like the second coming of Jesus, and like <laughs> they win like they have like the next decade plus of competition. But like in the short term. I don't know what it means for this season when you have a question mark at quarterback because they are the only quote unquote contender who has a question mark at quarterback. Yeah. Like literally that's it. Tampa, we know who the guy is. Um, Green Bay, we know who it is. Um, go to the AFC side, Kansas City, uh, Baltimore. Um, who am I forgetting? Like, you know, all these teams have like just whether Buffalo. Yeah, it should throw Buffalo in there too. Like whether they're a star or just like a guy, they all have like a quarterback. They know who they're aligned with. So it, it just it makes the Niners a fifty-fifty bet. Like I could see the Niners winning multiple Super Bowls this decade. They have that much talent, and if it comes together, they might like you know win three in five years or something ridiculous like that. But I don't know if I'm willing to bet on them to win it all this year because he's a rookie. And and if, he, yeah. if they're not winning it with him, then it's about Jimmy. And I can't really think of a scenario where a team like drafted the guy they want to be their franchise guy, but then happened to win it with the placeholder guy who's right. there right now. So it's it's all kind of weird. So I, I feel like that takes us next to uh, the Giants. The Giants yeah. are going to get the first shot at this because the World Series will come before the Super Bowl or the NBA Finals. So, and they're in a they're in a nice little position. So I'll let you make the case for the Giants. The Giants are the best team in baseball. They get timely hitting. They've gotten just enough pitching. Logan Webb in the second half has been unbelievable. And if you're in a in a game seven situation with the way he's been pitching, you feel really good about it. Um, Gabe Kapler's done a really nice job with their bullpen, and Farhan Zaidi's done a really good job of uh, kind of mixing and matching pieces there to to give Kapler the tools to. Uh, put together one of baseball's better bullpens after we went into the year, even even through the first few weeks of the season, like, holy crap, this is going to be a problem for this team. Uh, it hasn't been. They've been they've been really reliable. Their starting rotation has has been one of the best in baseball. And like I said, they just uh, their 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 roster construction makes them just really hard to beat, whether you have a lefty or a righty uh, on the mound. They're they've gotten I hesitate to call them lucky because they're obviously really good, but they've gotten these, these wins that, that uh, this year it's like, man, bad teams don't pull those, don't pull those games out or, 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 you know, mediocre 
teams don't pull those out. They're just kind of consistently winning ball games that they have no business winning. And I don't think that's necessarily a fluke. So um, the the case is that they are, I think, of of the teams left, uh, they are they are the most well rounded, and that's with respect to the Dodgers, who are playing a lot better, and and we can talk about them a little bit later. But yeah, it's uh, of of the contenders, you have to look at the Giants and and figure, you know, man, they've done it for 127 games or whatever it is now. Uh, you like their chances against anybody in a short series? Yeah, I so one, I agree with everything you're saying. They're objectively really good. Like their biggest, the biggest thing holding them back is the team with the most talent happens to be second place in their division. Like, and they have, happen to have the second best record in baseball. Like, it's kind of weird that they're gonna probably play in the wild in the division series and that might be the two best teams in baseball just because the way the whole seeding thing works with the Dodgers. Yeah. But putting that, putting that aside, I'm trying to decide because we, we all agree baseball is probably the sport that has the most random playoff outcomes. Like NBA has the least rarely does not the best team win in basketball. Baseball. We see it. We see teams catch fire who are maybe flawed, maybe not the best team in the league all the time win the world series and i'm trying to figure out does that play to the giants advantage or disadvantage because on the one hand with the warriors there's a lot of like asterisks like well clay comes back healthy and they make the right moves around clay then boom they're in it you know those are like a couple butts that have to happen the niners obviously it's like everything's like well if trey hits the ground fast or jimmy figures something out and gets like you know consistent in the way he was in 19, et cetera, all that sort of stuff. Like the giants, I don't know how really have those question marks. It's just kind of like they're going to enter the playoffs with the best record and it's baseball. Anything can happen in the playoffs. Yeah. But I love this team's, this is, (laughs) this is such a lame, like baseball guy thing. I typically want something empirical, something like numbers based that I can look at, but sometimes a team just kind of like you like, you like them in a tough situation. And when I look at the giants, if, if they're in, you know, ninth inning tie game with the Dodgers in a game seven of a, of a I guess it'd be game five of a, of an NLDS. I, I would like the giants in that spot because we've seen them do it time and time again this year. And I, I don't know how much that, that matters, but, um, I, I like the fact that they've played in all these close games and they continue to kind of pull these close games out where I don't think there's going to be a situation for them that they're going to step in and, and, and say this moment's too big, especially with guys like Crawford and Posey um, and Evan Longoria and all these guys who have kind of been around and uh, and been in those spots before. Yeah, that definitely plays their advantage. I mean, my counter will be, I'm not sure how much I believe in their pitching relative to the Dodgers, the Brewers, and a couple of the teams that just have more seasoned high-end pitchers. Sure. Um, maybe that's the A's fan in me who's watched Smoke and Mirrors pitchers continually get like exposed in the postseason. Um, actually, no, I know well, that, for a fact. I know for a fact that's the A's fan in me. <laughs> Recently, right. <laughs> that was logic. So, but, but that's maybe. It's but that. that's but that's just it. Like we've seen this exact type of team before. Be awesome mm-hmm. in the regular season. And then go into a series against a team like the Dodgers that's going to roll out in a five-game series 
Max Scherzer maybe twice or Walker Bueller maybe twice and yeah. then Julio Arias like that's a <laughs> that's really tough and then their lineup is awesome up and down the lineup and you're throwing right. Kevin Gosman out there who hasn't been great in the second half I mentioned Logan Webb's been really good and then John like Johnny Cueto like you right. like you like that that trio in a five game set against a lineup like the Dodgers like on I paper will. on paper no but it's worked all year I will say this the one thing that really plays to the Giants' favor in a best-of-five series against the Dodgers is the Dodgers are going to have to blow one of their two aces in the wild-card game, They're, or in the playing game. Good point. So that alone is an advantage, and I feel like I'd rather play the Dodgers in a best-of-five where I know that they're only getting one start out of Scherzer or Bueller, whichever guy they throw out there. That's fair. Then – a best of seven where you might face Scherzer and Bueller a combined five times. Like that just feels like, that just feels like, I mean, if you can beat that, you know, hat tip to you. Right. But if you're facing them in a series where you might only face those guys two and a half times in five games and they don't have a chance to extend your rotation and let their lineup, like really get comfortable facing your pitchers like two to three times. That could play to your advantage. So, but anyway, that's that's a different thing. So let's uh, let's make a decision here. Who do you like among Bay Area teams to win a title next? And then after that, I'm going to open it up to callers and see what they are. Think. We are we not going to make a case for the A's? Uh, all right, we'll make a case for the A's. <laughs> we'll ma- we'll make a case for the A's. They they yeah, down, go ahead. They were down six zero to the Yankees, and they just put five runs back on them. They're back in this game. Um, we're obviously recording it mid game. So who knows what the result is and maybe this starts the run. Maybe it does. I don't know. Watch out. I, I just, I don't know. I just feel like the A's missed their window with this team going cheap. Like, honestly, this team should have peaked in about 2020. Then the pandemic hit. And then of course they made a decision. God forbid they ever run up their payroll in any capacity ever, you know? Right. And and it feels like it's a wrap for this core. Like, they had their can shot. I, can Go I ahead. tell you what sucks about this year in particular? I mean, <laughs> I, have all, I have all night, so go. The case, the, case <laughs> for, the case for the A's winning it all is uh, James Caprellian and Sean Manaya figure it out and are lights out. Uh, there are lights out one, sure. two down the stretch. Chris Bassett comes back and uh, is, is back just immediately in, in, in ace form for the playoffs, and that gives them – this really good starting three that can shorten games where uh, they don't have to dig too far into their bullpen in the playoffs. And then like Starling Marte stays hot and Chapman and Olsen get hot at the same time. And they, they get enough from the rest of their lineup to, they do have the talent. They do have a a, a requisite amount of talent for this stuff to happen. Yes. So that's what sucks because I would love to see this, this exact team, but give me Ramon Laureano, not suspended. Give me Chris Bassett healthy and give me Trevor Rosenthal healthy. Sure. That puts the bat they need back in their lineup, plus the Loriano's plus plus defense, instead mm-hmm. of Seth Brown or Steven Piscotti or, or whoever the hell else. Um, you, you get Trevor Rosenthal in the back end of the bullpen. So Lou Trevino doesn't have to be your closer anymore. He can become your eighth inning guy and you can push everybody down the bullpen and you don't have to rely so much on Ismero Petit. Um, and, and, no, and then, no petite slander will be allowed here. So, um, <laughs> you can give him the highly deserved break that he has earned. Um, 
And then, and then you have Chris Bassett at the start at the, at the top of your rotation with Caprellian and Manaya. Uh, like I said, you'd feel really good about that trio going into a playoff series. So I would love to see a full version of this A's team because I think it clears up a lot of the problems that, that you foresee with them even, you know, trying to make the playoffs, much less make a playoff run. So that's what's so painful about this year. A, what you brought up, like it feels like they missed the window, but B, I think the window would still be open if those three guys, two of which are hurt, one of which is suspended, were just playing right now. I do agree with you. And then, by the way, you're you're forgetting um, Mark Canna. Uh, he he's hit one home run since he went on the IL with the hip uh, thing. Yeah, yeah he's no one like a can, buck eighty four. No one can convince. Oh, I mean, it's it's not rocket science to see that. Like, since he messed up his hip, he's just unable to drive the ball. So, yeah. like. And that's kind of the A's issue. It's like no depth. They, um, you know, you, you watch the Giants and you're like, man, it's, it must be nice to have like 13 starters instead of what the A's are currently rolling out, which is like six starters and then just like right. hobbling together a couple of players on top of it. So, right. Um, but, I, but I do agree with you that case, there is a world in which it can happen for the A's. The, the problem the problem with the A's is it's always the same thing. It's like they have the foundation to where they can compete, and it's just not quite there. Hey, anyway. Couple, yep, couple players short. Always a couple players short. All right. So gun to your head, metaphorically, of course. Um, who would you bet on of all these barrier teams to win a title next? I think it's the Giants. And I think it's the Giants in the next couple years because I don't think it's this year. But I think what what this year showed me was a that Farhan is is Farhan Zaidi's really damn good at his job, and I think because of that they're going to just kind of be contenders every year. But this team wasn't supposed to be good yet, and they're already good. Um, so while next year I don't think they'll win 104 or 105 or whatever the hell many they're going to win this year. But I think they'll be more complete. They're going to be players, I think, in in free agency for uh, a Javi Baez or for a, a a Max Scherzer or whoever whoever's going to be on the free agent market. I think they're going to be players for them, and they're going to improve. I think dramatically this offseason while also uh, continuing to fill in the gaps in their lineup with really capable players and putting those players in spots where they can be successful. And that's not even mentioning. Uh, the the guys they have coming up through their farm system. I know you know maybe it's not maybe it's not Bart and Ramos just yet, um, or or Luciano just yet. But uh, you like those guys eventually in the next couple of years. But uh, I think I think it's the Giants because of what they've done this year, and I think what what they're going to look like once Farhan has kind of a, a better idea of what he has in front of him and and getting the chance to go spend a little bit in free agency. I, it makes sense. I do agree with you. I expect them to be in the playoffs probably every season uh-huh. going forward. Like they feel, it feels like the the Dodgers when Friedman stuff took over, and it's like, all right, well, you're going to win 95 games every year minimum, and you're going to be in the mix. And like a down year for you is winning 92 games and like sneaking into the playoffs type of thing. Exactly. Yep. So just the the simple fact they're in it makes them competitive. But I'm going to go with the Niners. And I'm going to make my case for you, Ooh. which is I'm going to start listing off names and, and ages. 
George Kittle, 27. Ayuk is, what, 22, 23. Debo, 24, 25. On the defensive side, every one of these players is under 27. Eric Armstead, uh, Nick Bosa, Fred Warner, Greenlaw. I just keep going down the line. They have a ridiculous amount of Pro Bowl caliber talents and guys who are generally going to be Pro Bowlers if they stay healthy under the age of 30. I don't even think like how dependent are they on older guys at this point? I mean, you mentioned like Javon Kinlon and stuff like that. I think Trey Lance. Yeah. I was going to say this year might be a little tough because you know, it's either Jimmy Garoppolo or rookie quarterback. Right. Mm-hmm. But going into next year, it's not like this is the 2014 Niners with a bunch of older guys, like where you're like, this might be their last rodeo type, this, yeah. their last shot at it. This Niners team actually is probably set up to peak next season. And if you don't think the Giants are going to win a World Series in 2021, the Niners probably are the closest of any of the teams to being dominant. So I'm going to go with the Niners as the next Bay Area team to win it all. In fact, I might pick all three Bay Area teams that we listed here to win in 2023. That's what it feels like to me. Give the give Farron yeah. another like year and a half to continue filling out this roster and getting a little more high end talent there, as opposed to just like depth. And they're they're really good right now, but like right. they could use maybe another like high end pitcher or two to like truly compete with the Dodgers. Yeah. Um, Give the Warriors a year to get Clay back and kind of whether it's young guys improving or it's trading and like retooling around the margins. It feels like as much as I'd like, it's not out of the realm that they become a contender come springtime this year, but like the following year feels like a safer bet. If anything, mm-hmm. I'm going to bet on the Niners 2023 Super Bowl being the next time we see a parade in the Bay Area. So the 2023 season or January no, 2023 or February? J- January. The 2022 season where the Super Bowl is, I don't know, like February 4th or whatever of 2023. That's what I'm betting on. Wow. So Trey Lance starting all 17 games. He's the starter by next season. I mean, I think he's a starter by week eight, just to be honest. But like, sure. I, th- no, I think. Okay. I think this will be the year that they threaten everyone and he shows some stuff. And next year will be the year that it is. Oh God, these guys. And then, and then you'll get all the national people being like, they're going to win five Super Bowls in a row because of all the talent. Like, like that ever happens because it's football. But like, you know, they have a chance to be the, they have a chance to be that type of team. Um, Yeah. And I, I think that's what they wanted too. They talked about building this roster for like the long haul, like, uh, they they wanted to extend the championship window and and I think they've done a pretty good job of that. The lone hiccup that I think really stands out, and when I envision the 49ers winning it this year or winning it next year, one of the things I always come back to is how much better you'd feel about their defense if it was DeForest Buckner in the middle of their defensive line. And at the time they traded Buckner, I was like, oh, this makes all the sense. Um, it frees up money to do this and that. Um, you pay Armstead a little less, but you get to keep Jimmy Ward and you get to do this and that. It turns out that they could have just kept Buckner and let Armstead go. But for all you, been, but for all you know, I thought fun. I thought Javon Kinlaw had a pretty good rookie year. All no, things totally, considered. totally. Yeah, I'm just saying by then 
he might be destroyer of worlds. You know, like we're talking about year three for him. Yeah, I guess I guess that's I guess that's true. I was more talking this year, but yeah, I guess by sure. maybe by next season. But is he going to be? I mean, the only way you can get a player better than DeForest Buckner is if you have Aaron Donald, right? And I don't, at least at that position. And is Javon Kinlaw going to be at that level? I don't think so. Now, now, like you said, maybe in a couple that's, years, he's, that's kind of a that's kind of a high bar. <laughs> yeah, maybe in a couple years he's he's just kind of a force the same way Buckner was. Maybe he's not as productive, but you know he he's he's but you still got a good replacement. Still, but you still got Armstead, Nick Bosa. I mean, I think his Super Bowl is overlooked in terms of how dominant he was. The best he was. player on the field. He was the best player on the field. Obviously, he tore his ACL, but ACL hasn't exactly been. Um, kind of the career threatening injury for football players, particularly at that age that it is in like other sports. So there is a real chance in the next year or two, like he might be the best D end in football. Kinlaw might be pro bowl caliber by then. Eric Armstead is pro bowl caliber. Like they could be a a completely dominant defense by that point. So I, I think everything's pointing up for them. Like they talent's not an issue. It's a question of if it comes together and like peaks at the right time. Yeah, and that's that's where like there, there's a legitimate case to be made where the 49ers win it this year. That's um, true. I I wouldn't again, I wouldn't bet on it, but the the case is there. Like if you Sam came from the future and said, "Hey, I'm from March 2022 and the 49ers are Super Bowl champions." I'd be like, "Oh, wow. They that they had everything go right for them." Uh but but yeah, I think 2022 if things go mostly right in 21, I think they're going to be a team a lot of people are circling uh, as as among the Super Bowl favorites in the NFC or in the NFL next season. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, let's open this up to callers. Let's see what other people have to say. Alex, what's up, man? What's up, Alex? So I have three quick thoughts to add. First, Sam, on your A's. I feel like, especially in the 2020 year, where basically nobody had revenue to worry about and salaries that were paid to the players were a third of their usual amount, it's kind of baffling that Billy B didn't take that year and say, I'm going like all the way, all the way in, um, in hindsight. And even like, I think, it's crazy to say this, the exact trade they made for Marte with the Marlins could have been made with the D-backs last year 
and brought Marte in last year. Maybe he's not this type of player, but that could have happened. So for the A's, I think last year truly was that window and it feels missed and it's only going to feel more missed when they don't extend Chapman and Olsen here. They also, I mean, it is not to get all into the A's talk, but Matt Olsen was not this good last year. Matt Chapman Correct. tore up his hip in the middle of the season last year. Right. So, and, but, but, you, yeah. but, you, but you are right. That was kind of probably when the team was peaking, particularly since like Liam Hendricks was easily the best reliever in baseball. They still had Marcus Simeon and, and all that stuff. Yeah. So for the Giants, Grant Brisby actually said this recently on The Athletic in his podcast, and I think it's a great point that you guys kind of touched on with them for their title chances this year, is that they're not really as many home runs and other things that they hit. What Grant said is that they're a mistake-dependent team, and they're a team that needs other teams and especially other pitchers to make mistakes over the plate, and then they bash them. And when you face Walker Bueller maybe twice in a postseason series, at whatever point you might face the Dodgers, he just doesn't do that. And that's going to probably be the same case with Scherzer, potentially even with Urias or Kershaw that they throw as a left-hander. Like the Giants, the problem will be in the postseason. As you face better competition, they're going to make less mistakes. So then you have to make even less mistakes on your end. And I'm not as confident in their starting pitching as I maybe was a month ago, save for Logan Webb. And so it's tricky. However, that's why I think the Niners this year have a much higher shot than people give them credit for. And I have a scenario, which is basically the Eagle situation happens all over again, with the only twist being Lance takes over in the middle of the season. But let's just... Ooh, I like this. I like this. So, so Nick Lance, Foles? Trey Lance yeah. is Nick Foles? No. Or actually, the 49ers trade for Nick Foles. <laughs> I'm actually saying the inverse of this, Sam. I'm saying Trey Lance takes over in the middle of the season, but if we expect them to use Trey Lance as a runner, it's not, you know, that will be the one thing in terms of durability that people don't necessarily know with Trey. And it's not far fetched to, you know, you don't, I'm not envisioning an injury and I wouldn't wish that upon, but like it's not hard to see that being an issue. But then Garoppolo comes back in after being ousted as the starter. And is basically playing for his next contract and leads them a la Foles to a Super Bowl. I feel like that's that might actually be Kyle Shanahan's dream because then you can use that to trade Garoppolo away for a bounty if you've literally just won the Super Bowl with him and you don't make the same mistake the Eagles did and hold on to Foles even though you don't plan on starting him. I think Kyle Shanahan's dream is that Trey Lance wins the Super Bowl. <laughs> no, that I, is, I can't. I can't. I don't think that happens though, because if Jimmy Garoppolo sits, I think it's because he's not good enough to win the Super Bowl. I think. I mean, again, sense. I think that's exactly the point. And if they're good enough with Lance, you would want him to do that because that's why he's starting. But I can also see Garoppolo getting into like fu mode to the extent that mm. he's like, I'm. I know I'm leaving here but I want to go out on top and make y'all, you know, make y'all make it hard for y'all the kind of the way that what happened with Foles and Philly, basically in that sense, I think, I think the oh, other way happened could happen too, obviously where Lance takes over and goes like astronomical. But I agree with everybody just in the, it's going to be hard to conceptualize a rookie leading their w- way to a Super Bowl in that way. Cause it's literally never happened and it's just hard to see it, but I could see right. that like, that move happening and then, oh no, Lance, you know, something happens because durability for both of these guys is a little bit of a question mark. So it's better to have both. So I could see, uh, I could actually, 
Yeah, thanks, Alex. I could actually what's what's the thing with with Alex's scenario that it, I that we haven't really talked about is I don't even know if you need the Lance availability thing in there. You might just get like this is this is the whole Jimmy Garoppolo going uh, into FU mode. Like that might just start week one. Maybe maybe it just kind of happens. Like he sees Lance getting a couple snaps here and there. And he's just like, man, screw this. Like, I'm just going to. I was, uh, I was talking about it with like some of my friends. And I'm trying to talk chats. myself into that and I can't, but go ahead. And I was just like the most Jimmy Garoppolo thing of all time would be getting on an ultimate hot streak. Now that his replacement is in town, you know, like, yeah. like we've all watched Jimmy. We, we know his, his good, his good qualities and his bad qualities. And it would just be so on brand for him to turn into like 2006 Drew Brees randomly, where he's like the hyper efficient quarterback for no apparent reason, <laughs> just because of that like he does have a flair for for the dramatic in those sort of ways. So it's not out of the realm. Like I don't know what's the expression: you have two quarterbacks, you have no quarterbacks. But like exactly, there are there are worse things than having a guy who's at least been the quarterback of a Super Bowl team, that team that got to the Super Bowl, and a guy you took this high. So, yeah, and that's right. That's 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 the truly unique thing is a, a team two years removed from a Super Bowl has never picked a quarterback third overall. Right. Like this is a this is a pretty unique scenario. It's super interesting to see how it's going to play out. Whether it results in a title or not, I have no idea. But it's going to be fascinating. Absolutely. Let's keep moving. Nick, hey what's up, man? Can you hear me? Yeah, we can. Yes, sir. Cool. Just first want to say, Candle State Chronicles, Warriors World, two of my favorite pods. So my man. Love the collab. Um, I think the underrated thing, just to talk more about uh, the projections of each of the teams, Shanahan is young. He's not going anywhere, and he's arguably the best offensive weapon for the Niners. And then secondly, uh, Kevin Clark, the ringer, is all about the rookie contract. So I don't think it's realistic for the Niners this year. I'd love it for it to happen, but over the next two to three years, the combo of the rookie contract under Lance, if he can progress, plus Shanahan and just in his bag, so to speak, uh, I think we have the best shot to win a Super Bowl over the other teams. I like it. I don't disagree with anything you're saying, Nick. The The real yeah. question is, do the Giants or Warriors win before that? You know what I'm saying? Like, I think the Niners are very well positioned to be competing for Super Bowls for the next three to five years. I, I, I hesitate to even go five years because it's the NFL, but um, yeah, they're, they're like in a long run. Yeah. They're, they're in a very good position to be um, in the mix for the, you know, for the short term future. It's just a question of, do they pull it off before maybe the giants or the Niners or the A's do. It's just so damn hard to win a Super Bowl. I need to, I need to, it, if Trey You're not Lance ready to is, talk if, yourself into it. I can hear it. <laughs> no, I just I have so many questions about like because it starts with the quarterback, right? That's what matters the most, more than anything. And when you're talking Super Bowls, you have to look at you have to look at both conferences. And it's Mahomes and it's Lamar Jackson and it's Tom Brady and it's Aaron Rodgers and it's it's maybe Matthew Stafford with the Rams. Like I'm I'm all in on that idea. Russell Wilson. Um, I think Cliff Kingsbury's a bad coach, so I'm going to leave Kyler Murray out of this. But I mean, that's that would be good for my seven, fantasy team, that's for sure. I just named seven players, seven quarterbacks who are who are in 
two tiers higher than where, where Garoppolo is. But if Trey Lance is good, if Trey Lance is who the 49ers think he is, if you tell me that, if you give me that, if you say, hey, Trey Lance is going to be the player the 49ers think he is, then I would put the 49ers next. I don't hate it. But I think, I, I, I think they're I there. A, I'm, I have concerns about what he looks like th- this year if he, if he t- if and when he takes over the starting role. What so he looks I, like next year in his first full season as a starter. And then you got to get into 2023. And the question then becomes, okay, if you're marking 2023, which is kind of where I'm at, um, are you are you putting the Warriors or the Giants to win one before then? And I think I can I, I, I think I might be. Yeah, I I can see it. All right, keep moving. Jacob, what's up, my man? Oh, there he is. Hey guys. I'd 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 love to bring the Warriors back into this discussion. It it seems wild to me. Let's we're, do it. We're projecting um we're, we're, we're banking on the Giants and, and Niners based off the projection of their youngsters and their core, current core and foundation that they have set in place. Meanwhile, there's a team in San Francisco with a championship core already in place with a group of guys who have done, who've been there, done that, led the greatest dynasty the NBA has ever seen. Um, I, I, I think, I think if we're talking little moves among the margins and what ifs that we need, to to make this hypothetical happen i think it's the warriors who have the smallest um what ifs or or things to fall in place to make that happen i think i think they have three hall of fame championship caliber players a great ownership group that can be debated and and coach and gm that that know how to win um just a matter of whether or not they they pull the trigger on the right move when it comes around because it will come around, and they have the assets to pull it off. So, um, and they have the championship. Jacob, I is the most important part. So I agree with you. If Clay Thompson comes back healthy, That's for it. me, that is the big if because you are right. No other t- basketball requires the fewest amount of players. Like you could say, like, oh, well, the Giants have Brandon Belt, Crawford, and Posey, but it's like. It's baseball. The the Angels have Trout and Otani, and they're awful, right? Like that doesn't get done. Whereas in basketball, you have three guys who matter. You're you're in the mix, period, right? So the question becomes, it, it's really just about Clay to me. Like if you yep. tell me Clay is going to be Clay Thompson by next spring, I'm immediately pivoting towards them being the favorite in the Bay Area because they've done it before. And they need, like, if Clay's Clay, we're really just asking them to find a guy who can play 15 to 20 postseason minutes. Okay. And, and like I said with Lance, if you're telling me Lance is going to be who they think it, I'm with you. I'm, I'm right there with you. If you're telling me you get 90% of the Clay Thompson that got hurt in game six of the 2019 finals, because now the Patty Mills of the world and the, and the, uh, Nick Batum's of the world. Thank you. All I could come up with was Boris Diaw, and I knew that wasn't right. I mean, he, uh, he's kind of the new gonna, age Boris Diaw, so it makes sense. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, they, the Warriors, I think, become more attractive to guys like that versus right now they're like, yeah, hey, don't know what Clay looks like. Want to go sign elsewhere? Um, so yeah, I think I think that's right, and I think that's that's pretty spot on. One one quibble with with what Jacob said. Um, that I that I think fits your podcast brand. He said they have a coach that knows how to win. Um, 
<laughs> That's another question. Hey man. Hey man, he has a lot of rings. Lord of the Rings. Boy, boy does um, he. The Warriors are definitely the sleeping giant in this bunch. They have both the biggest question and the least questions. Like, it, it's really as simple as what does Clay look like when he comes back? Because if Clay looks like Clay, it's not that hard to make those ancillary moves to put yourself in the mix. Um, but if Clay doesn't look like Clay, <laughs> that's what well, we're, we're not acknowledging that reality. So, um, whereas the other teams, they don't have as a question as big as the Clay Thompson one, but they have a bunch of like little questions up and down the line. Is Clay Thompson's health the biggest uh, turning point for for any team? I think so. But um, are you talking about in the Bay Area or the NBA? Yeah, in the Bay Area. Yeah, because give me a comparable like, for the Giants like, or the. Uh, Niners or the A's, really. The, the like, Niners one is if Trey Lance is good. Okay, so quarterback is – I. to be fair, yeah, quarterback is comparable to an NBA superstar, like in terms of like the way that they can raise or destroy a franchise, right? Like yeah. it can go either direction. So I, I, I guess that that's – it's a comparable question. The difference between the Trey and the Clay question is we've seen Clay do it. Right. At the highest level. Right. So we're wondering, does his body still allow him to be that guy? Right. Whereas with Trey, it's, I mean, he's, I don't want to compare him to James Wiseman or something like that, but it's like huge prospect, huge talent. We don't really know where he is on the trajectory until we see him in actual NFL games. Right. I think, I think the other thing with, with Clay is that what he does just for just for the Warriors as a whole, like how much better he makes everybody else. And right. then and then I talked about in the NFC, like with the Niners, how the NFC is wide open. The West in the NBA might be even more wide open. Oh, you know you know Westbrook guy? <laughs> Turns out <laughs> no. Not a Westbrook guy. Um but I just I, I'm not I'm not right. A, not I'm with a you. I'm, guy. B, can, is Anthony Davis going to give you a season and then and then twenty playoff games? I mean, he gave he gave them one and then he didn't. He's he's kind of an every other season guy at this point, right? Like I don't know. It, Even your imagine- I know I, I know what he's capable of when he's right. Like there's other around that. Like when right. he's physically right, he's absolutely de- just destroys you. He's so, an amazing. So you would player. say you would say the West is not wide open then. It's the Lakers and then everyone else. The West is wide open in the sense of the Lakers are very old. And there's a lot of, you know, they, who knows what they're getting with some of their guys at this stage. But I still feel like they're easily the favorite. Um, okay. Everyone else in the West, I mean, I would say the Clippers would be scary, but Kawhi's out. Denver was moving towards a good thing, but Jamal Murray's out. Um, Utah, how many times have we seen that song and dance, right? Phoenix, Phoenix is objectively good, but they do not scare me. They do not feel like, uh, let's just say like Brooklyn and Milwaukee feel a lot scarier than, than Phoenix. So I do think the path for the Warriors is less daunting than the West has been in the past, but it, it all comes back to clay, right? 
Yes. All right. I'm going to keep it moving. Uh-oh. We got Aaron on the line. Aaron Larsoul. What is up, my man? All right. So I'm enjoying the conversation, but Sammy, I got a bone to pick with you. This, this, uh, this you coming A's, with some heat. Yeah. This oh. A's, this A's erasure slash slander will not be tolerated. <laughs> I expected better from you. Oh boy. Uh, but the correct answer is the 49ers for a handful of reasons. They have the best, <laughs> uh, they probably relative to, to everybody. They have the best roster. Uh, a couple callers ago mentioned how unique, and then you guys followed up with it about how unique the Trey Lance scenario is. And it is similar to the Warriors, right? A team with that kind of roster talent being able to draft in the lottery, three lottery picks two years in a row, similar to the Spurs, let's say, back in, in the Tim Duncan era when they were able to get Tim Duncan after a year without uh, without the Adam Robinson. So, and then a, a couple of callers ago, he mentioned the key often in the NFL is being able to maintain a roster because your quarterback isn't getting quarterback money. So hopefully the 49ers have something with Trey Lance. They can move on from the money with Jimmy Garoppolo, and that will enable them for a handful of years to keep uh, this really talented roster that you laid out, especially with guys in their prime, be able to keep it intact. However, I would also like a special dispensation for if the first time in my life my California Golden Bears actually win the Pac-12 now. Can I get pro, some love pro for sports, that? Pro sports only, my man. Pro sports only tonight. Yeah, I, I think they are I, going I to dominate the Pac-12 in rugby. Well, that always <laughs> happens. And swimming and diving, too. All, all the sports nobody oh, cares about. hell yeah. <laughs> Let's talk diving. All the stuff nobody cares about. <laughs> Just I just want one Rose Bowl before I die. Well, bro, you better start. You better start getting. <laughs> I better start living better, <laughs> living better than I do now. But uh, speaking of Cal yes. and teams, uh, at least getting to the Super Bowl because they could spend a billion dollars because they had a, a, a rookie quarterback. So when the Rams went to the Super Bowl, Jared Goff was their quarterback on his rookie deal, and that enabled them to spend gobs of money everywhere else. So theoretically, that's a that's a model if the 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 uh, Niners can move off of Garoppolo. That's kind of a model that they can follow. Or, or, the, where they're or able the Chiefs. To... Or the Chiefs. Yeah. The Chiefs um, spent, I mean, they get Frank Clark. They they spend on a bunch of players while they know they don't have to pay Mahomes any money. And so, got off D4 at exactly tried, the right time. It's a tried and true mob. Had a good camp. Looking good. My man's back. I'm all Watch in on it. Be, be good, brother. I'll see you next week. Appreciate Thanks, you. Thanks, Aaron. All right. We're going to end it with mcwalters like we always do mcwalters what's up my man hey yo thanks for having me in there hey i i have to say i you have to go with the team that's gonna be in the playoffs first the giants how how are the Giants not the most likely one to be that they're going to have the first shot at it they're already in the practically already in the playoffs and baseball is relatively fluky um i mean for all we know the giants end up second best record and the dodgers and Padres fight it out and then play the Brewers and we walk through whoever wins the NL East and go on there. And and 49ers, you know, they also are up early because they got a last place schedule they get to play or pretty close to last place schedule um, that lines them up very well before even the Warriors even sniff a chance at the playoffs. Now, that being said, I agree the Warriors roster is stronger than both. Um, and if it was me, I'd say I don't think either of those teams will make it, the Giants or the 49ers to win it. But 
They got the first crack at it, so you got to say it's the Giants because they're going to be in the darn playoffs. I don't know. I like it. How much I like, I like their it. chances in the playoffs, though. So that's the deal. Like, I get, I get that. Like, he's right. He's he's not he's not wrong at all. But just, it's just a matter just, of just the way the calendar works. They will get the first shot at it. They they definitely will. But I just I, like I said, I have major questions about the sustainability of of this roster against rosters like like Milwaukee and and the Dodgers. And then, like I said, you have to go over to the AL now too. If you're talking World Series and you have the White Sox and you have the Red Sox and you have the Yankees and you have the Astros, there are so many teams I, I, that are more way, talented than the Giants. I just want to I just want to give you a hat tip for laying off. Like you, you spent you tried to list every team possible before getting the Astros. Really, yeah, of course. I was going to leave them out entirely, but. Oh, they're gonna win it all. We, it feels just, like they're they are so they're they are they are so loaded. Yes. They're just a nightmare, dude. That it's unbelievable. Yeah. It, it feels like the inevitable end to sports is them winning it after the cheating scandal. Anyway, we're gonna leave it here. Appreciate everyone tuned in. Kyle, I appreciate you <laughs> coming on. Yeah, I mean <laughs> I appreciate you coming on. Yeah, dude, uh, I think it's, if nothing else, it's going to be a good couple of years for the Bay Area, if not longer, because I think all these teams are well positioned. Yeah, I think I think that's that's what's so exciting about being in this area right now is every every team like coming off the Warriors run, it was kind of like oh maybe maybe might be some lean years here, but then the, the Niners were good, and uh, now the Giants are good again, and the Niners should be pretty good, and the Warriors are going to be right there. It's uh, it's going to be a lot of fun, and then the A's are going to do their A's thing. I'm, yeah, I'm, get I'm a, really looking get our forward hopes. to the next five to six years. Get our hopes up for a nice you know, kick to the nuts. That's how it mm-hmm. goes. All right, guys. Appreciate yeah, you all for really tuning good. in. Appreciate you, Kyle. Headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com